BULLETCAST F-F-F-F-FOR LIFE Hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? You know the name, you know the voice, you know exactly why I'm here. I'm a microphone messiah, the X Factor of podcasting, a California classic, 25-year-old piece of gold, a whole lot of things. Uh, it's, a, it's a couple days late, but I'm here to recap Hell in the Cell 2021, the last pay-per-view of the pandemic Thunderdome era. Um, but I'm, I'm not alone, and I'm not, I don't have the usual crew. Brandon's not here. Cindy's not here. Baby Huey's not here. Ladies and gentlemen... He's a limousine riding, jet flying, NBA championship ring wearing, the voice of all pro wrestling, the former Bimbo Jimbo, Mr. James Kincaid. Hey, doing Great there? intro. Uh, going really down the depth chart, though, to get me on here. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Uh, happy, happy to be back here with you. It's always a good time. And, uh, you know, you said something interesting there uh, right at the top. The the last show of sort of the the pandemic Thunderdome era uh, is just um, I don't know. That just st- stood out to me. It's 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 something it's a period of time that certainly if you're around and we're watching wrestling, it will always sort of stick out to you who thrived, who didn't and just how everyone had to try and, and adapt in this, this crazy world. Absolutely, man. I mean, it's, it, it's a period of time that uh, I know we won't forget. Um, and especially just watching wrestling and seeing like who, who truly had to step up their game and who truly had to really perform uh, to, to no one. And I, I, think, I think those who really shine during this um, period of time, I think those are your star performers. You look at an Oscar, you look at an MVP, um, Drew McIntyre look, looking to uh, win, win, win the title of record, as you like to say, Absolutely. in front of no one and carrying it through the majority of it. But uh, it's funny. Drew actually made event at the first and last pandemic era shows. Yeah, that is an interesting point, too. You know, uh, well, he was a good one to do it. And I think, um, you know, Drew is just such an incredible performer. And it, it's been in spite of all of the hurdles and everything cool to see him finally uh, get the run, you know, that he has earned. Uh, I think obviously he probably pictured it a little bit differently in his, in his head. But uh, like, like I said before, we're all just trying to adapt and uh, you know, there, there are worse things than, you know, performing in front of the Thunderdome and stuff like that. You know, they, they found a way to really put out some, some high quality stuff and, uh, you know, maybe not what we're about to talk about, but <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, big, big fan of Drew. And it, it is an interesting sort of bookend that he main evented the, the first and the last. Absolutely. So uh, I know Brandon normally likes to talk about the kickoff show, but we're not going to do that here. <laughs> we're just going to jump right into it. The main card, um, Bianca Belair, the defending SmackDown women's champion, uh, takes her first, her, her first steps inside hell in the cell for the first time. She goes in there with Bailey. Bailey had her first hell in the cell match last year. Um, she lost that one and lost this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they go, they go 1945. It was cool, man. Um, you know, uh, I, I watched wrestling with regret and Brian Zane said he felt like kind of Bianca's um, the use of her hair is becoming kind of tiresome and th- mm. they did some cool, they did some cool spots here. I mean, with the tying the hair, 
uh, on the bottom rope and her using it to uh, trip Bailey. I thought that was clever. And then her uh, tying her hair to Bailey's wrist, kind of like a like a strap match, uh, a little quasi strap match. I thought that was interesting. But I mean, Abe, they 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 worked really well. I was like, okay, I guess I could see it being being in a hell in a cell, their feud or whatever. Yeah, you know, with all due respect to uh, to Brian Zane and wrestling with regret, I I, I do disagree. Uh, a little bit with them overdoing it with Bianca's hair. I actually remember when she was still down in NXT, there was a point in time where they pivoted away from her using the hair whip uh, as a, as a maneuver in the ring. And I was against that at the time. I, I think, I think it's something that just makes her so unique and it's, it's such just, it's something like that we've never really seen before in pro wrestling that I like the use of uh, Bianca's hair in particular in this match. I liked it when she sort of fended off the chair shot uh, using her hair to defend herself against the, you know, the unforgiving steel chair that Bailey was wielding. I, I thought that was cool. And I, and I liked that they uh, sort of were telling more of, of that story. Now I could see if this, got prolonged and they made it all about the hair necessarily. But that being said, uh, Bianca's hair being a weapon of sorts, Bailey certainly has an ax to grind with that. Perhaps some, you know, Bailey already cut her hair, but if, you know, if there ever was a competitor to be in a hair versus hair match, uh, Bianca Belair is certainly near the top of that list because it is such a big part uh, of her wrestling persona and what she does in that ring. So I think that adds a little bit of juice to it, honestly. And, uh, I really, really liked this match. I thought that this was probably match of the night, uh, starting things off with the first match proper. I, I really enjoyed it. The KOD on the ladder to finish it. It was, you know, B- Bailey is just performing at a really high level right now. And of course, so is Bianca Belair. So I thought this was a, a good show out for, for both of them and another strong title defense for Bianca. Absolutely. Uh, Bailey, another person that really found her stride uh, during this era of wrestling. Yeah, you know, <laughs> ba- Bailey. I will always, I will always look at Bailey with uh, sort of um, just tinged with a little bit of what could have been. Uh, I, I outside of Izzy, might have been the biggest uh, sort of old school Bailey fan that there was. Uh, I am a big believer in the the hugger uh, Bailey and the colorful Bailey, the the, the inflatable t- inflatable tube men Bailey and NXT. You know, in NXT, I think that Bailey does not she gets her credit but i don't think she gets enough credit enough props that she deserves for what she did in nxt in changing the outlook of women's wrestling you know because sasha banks charlotte becky they get most of the flowers i feel like in terms of that four horsemen group but bailey was such an important part of that who did sasha have the iron woman match with it was with bailey bailey and her sort of just innate underdog character and everything that was so easy to get behind and root for changed a lot of minds and really showed the stories that they could tell in that ring. Uh, and so I will always have a soft spot for Babyface Bailey. I don't feel like she was handled correctly when she was first brought uh, from NXT to Raw and SmackDown and stuff like that. And it just was, you know, we could go on and on about that. But yes, in this heel role, she has really, you know, found her stride. And it's a totally different character than who I sort of, you know, 
uh, fell for in NXT and just really got behind as a performer. Uh, but she is thriving. I just, I always look at her and be like, oh man, I just really believe she could have been, you know, female John Cena in terms of merch movement and, you know, the whole, the whole color scheme and everything like that. And just so, such a great baby face, but you know, the main roster, as I like to call it, catering kind of screwed it up. <laughs> I, the baby face Bailey, I, you, you know, the, I've been, I've, you just forget, you kind of forget about it. I mean, at least in my head, I've I I forgot. Like, damn, she really came out there with wacky, wavy, inflatable, arm flailing tube men. She did, and it was it was crazy over too. I mean, you go back to, and I know we're getting sidetracked here, but it's kind of what I do is torpedo conversations. <laughs> but uh, you go back to when she was in NXT, and she had the crowd in London serenading her. You know, I mean, like the you'd look at in terms of over performers in NXT, people that were just had the crowd absolutely lock, stock, and barrel behind them. Look no further than Bailey. It was it was impressive. And again, she she's doing great stuff with the heel character. I just always look at her and be like, man, if they had given her half a chance to be that Bailey on Raw or SmackDown, I, I think she would be thriving in a in a different way. Um, but yeah, I thought this was match of the night. They, they both delivered for sure. I, I do want to say before we get too deep into this, uh, I am so vehemently on principle opposed to this pay-per-view existing. Uh, the, the Hell in a Cell, the stipulation theme pay-per-views to me are, uh, it's, just, it's just out of the, the book of bad ideas. It, shoehorning and forcing matches into Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell is, is almost meaningless at this point unfortunately and it has this pay-per-view to blame for it. not this one in particular but this this branding uh behind it and look i mean look at look at this year we had one on friday before the pay-per-view and then we had one on monday afterwards so in the span of a few days 72 hours or whatever it is we had uh we had four hell in the cell matches two of them not even on pay-per-view and i don't know well, it's that, just it's just that's... sort of killed the sip that's due to the networks not being happy with, with, with the product on both brands. Yeah, that, but that was just to spike a rating. Yeah, but look at it this way. Those 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 matches wouldn't have happened if there wasn't a pay-per-view theme called Hell in a Cell. That's true. And I mean, like, as far as gimmick pay-per-views, I feel like Money in the Bank, that's fine. Money in the I, Bank is fine because they're it's about something. Yeah, and Elimination Chamber, I mean <laughs> The whole the whole idea is you should not have, you know, I would not have more than a couple elimination chambers a year, but I also don't think that there necessarily has to be one every year. So if you get into a situation where it's like, oh, man, we got like five guys vying for this, you know, number one contender spot or six guys, you know, oh, wow, the natural fit is the elimination chamber or we have this insane blood feud between you know, Roman Reigns and let's just say The Rock. And, you know, they they keep going back and forth. But, well, where's the next, where's the logical conclusion? What can we do that we haven't done yet? Ah, oh, Hell in a Cell. As opposed to having it on your calendar that you have to have Hell in a Cell matches here or you have to have an Elimination Chamber match here. It just, it's just telegraphing it too much. And it's, it's just, it's shoehorning in something that it makes it less special. That is true. And the June threw it all out of whack. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, we'll see, for we'll sure. Experience this in October. What are we doing? Yeah. Well, um, bring back Halloween Havoc. Well, I guess NXT has it now. Yeah, that's true. Can, can we bring back Capital Carnage or something like that? <laughs> I'm into I'm, that. I'm still waiting on the sold out pay-per-view to make a return in some some way, shape, or form. Don't rule it out. 
I'm 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 down for it. Um, our graphic designer uh, and brightest day X or Mister X, he said, now that Bianca has defeated Bailey, who will uh her next opponent be? How long do you see Belair holding on to the title? I can see her dropping it at the Rumble. Yeah, I mean, I I could see her holding on to it through WrestleMania. I could see her dropping it at the Rumble. I could see her dropping it at, at SummerSlam. I, I think, uh, you know, I mean, but I, I think they want her to have a nice long run with it. So probably, I think, at least to the Royal Rumble. The real problem is who challenges her? Because you look at the SmackDown side. Liv, she's not there yet. You could always shoot, throw Carmella there. I mean, she's a former champion. Um, Natty and Tamina are busy on Raw. Who else is on SmackDown? Well, you bring Sasha Banks back and have a Bel Air oh. Sasha two at SummerSlam. Okay, I, th- I, th- I, th- I think that would be, I think that would be big. Becky Lynch is nearing a return. Becky and Bianca would be huge. Becky and Rhea would be huge. So I think, uh, I, I think any of those, if you know, I don't want to see NXT lose talent, but you know, if they were to grab an EO Shirai or something like that, I, I hope not. I, I want NXT to stay independent and keep their, keep their own horses going. But I, I think, I think there's enough talent there for, for Bianca. Maybe, maybe I get my wish and that's the return of rowdy Ronda Rousey uh, into the mix. As I would, I would love to see Ronda Rousey come back to WWE and get right back into the championship mix. Yeah, yeah, I've been, I've been wondering where uh, what's Rhonda been doing. I mean, is she uh, she had a baby, of course, or is she, she's pregnant? One of the two, something like that. Is she? I, I believe, right? I think. I mean, it sounds right. So, <laughs> yeah, they, all the wrestlers are having babies. I don't know what's going on. Um. Any, anyway, after um, Bianca and Bailey, Seth Rollins he defeats Cesaro uh, in a singles match. It was sixteen fifth uh, fifteen. Um, it, it was it was just good, man. Like you, re- you really forget just how good Seth Rollins is. Like I remember that 2015 run, bro. I mean, Seth was on a different level. It was it was just something special. I I, th- I think Seth is has as long as he's a heel is one of the top guys in all of of wrestling. I I love the Monday Night Messiah deal. I. I Loved the shield. I loved when he was with the Authority. Seth Seth is special, and he and Cesaro have a special type of chemistry. And, you know, Cesaro got the huge win at WrestleMania. I don't think it hurts Cesaro at all to, to give up a quick one back to Seth at Hell in a Cell. It gives Seth a little bit of uh, ability to brag, even though he can't, you know, he caught him with a quick one. It, was, it wasn't like it was so super definitive or anything like that. But uh, Seth, Seth, I think, kind of needed it a little bit to, to keep up his trash talk. And uh, it, I mean, it definitely delivered, too. It was very good. What are your thoughts on the drip? I like the drip, although, I mean, it, it is just a sort of laughable uh, competition on Raw and SmackDown between, you know, Johnny Drip Drip and Seth Drip Drip in terms of in terms of who has the better style. And, so, uh, Seth has the better style. Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I guess he's competing for second place because the man with the most drip and most style is on the black and gold brand. Santos Escobar puts them all to shame. I mean, he's not even close. I don't, I don't know, man. Seth came out there with that, with that, like that le- le- legit. It was like, blue, it was like a white blue drip suit. I'm like, oh, yo, that. That, that. I'll, 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 I'll take Santos Escobar every day and twice on Sunday. That guy, okay. that guy is dripping all over the place. No, Sa- Santos, Santos has some drip. I mean, the, even the ring gear is drip. Yes, absolutely. You know, like I'm, I'm, he's I'm just, all, he's the coolest guy in wrestling, in my opinion. I'm all for Santos Escobar. Give him that North American title. Come on, what are we waiting for? <laughs> I'm with that. <them. laughs> 
But, uh, I mean, yeah, this was really good. And, I mean, Cesaro taking an L here, it's not going to hurt him. You know, and, and the story of Seth uh, just trying to avoid the swing and then countering it on that next set that was about to come and rolling him up, I think that was a nice touch. Yeah, I, I agree. And like I said, I think this this delivered, it was, it was very good. But coming into this show, uh, once again, Hell in a Cell, not, not a great sort of scheme behind any pay-per-view. But even looking at the card, it's like, oh, it's kind of like the WrestleMania rehash show. You know, even even uh, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley is a WrestleMania rematch from a couple years ago. So uh, it just... I don't know. I'm, I'm glad they, they got their, their match. And like I said, I think it helped Seth out a little bit. It doesn't hurt Cesaro. It was, it was very enjoyable to watch, but I don't think it, it didn't feel there was not nearly as much juice on it as there was at WrestleMania. Yes, 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 yes. Not, not enough drip. Yes, correct. I mean, the, the suit was nice though. <laughs> uh, next up was Alexa Bliss and Shayna Baszler. Match goes seven minutes. Um, yeah, this happened. Look, I, I, you know, I, 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 I've been, I, I've been an advocate of WWE sometimes getting weird with it. You know, like I, I like when things get a little weird, but I don't know, man. It, like we, we got a, we got a fan mail. Let, let me, let me read this. And Brightest Dex, he, he hit us up again, and he said, "Okay, so if Alexa can use voodoo or whatever to control people, uh, why didn't she just make Shayna lay down and so she could pin her?" Yeah, well, I mean, she clearly hasn't fully mastered it yet. Okay, okay. You know, and she has to really channel it and work hard. I actually love it. I I really do. It's different. She's tapping into something new. And this has been going on for a year now. I think Alexa Bliss has taken everything the company has given her and has made it better. Uh, I, I am such an Alexa Bliss fan, and I think this is no different. I miss The Fiend. I, I don't know what's going on with that and everything like that, but in a vacuum, Alexa Bliss doing this character, uh, it completely works. And I, I think she's I think she's crushing it. I, I really like it. She's nailed the facial expression. She is a living doll. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. I like it. You know what, Matt, sidebar, you ever watch one of her uh, promos with, the, with, like, muted? Was that? Have you ever like watched one of her promos like with with the sound off? I have not. Bro, try that. I've I've done that when I was like in in class and whatnot. Not really not supposed to be watching wrestling, but like it was muted and I'm watching Alexa Bliss and I can still understand the story because of those facial expressions. That's how good she is. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's I think that's a fantastic point. She's a great storyteller, and I don't know. I like the character, and I'm glad she I'm glad she got the win over Shayna here. I I just I, I'm I'm digging Alexa. And, and I think Alexa versus uh, Rhea Ripley would be fun. That would be something interesting. But you know what? Since she's doing all this voodoo stuff, like I know, I know Oscar does the poison mist. But like, have you have you studied the mists, like the different ones? Uh, in terms of the the different sort of effects of them, I have yeah. not. Yeah. So like, I think I, I want to say it's like the yellow one, to where like you can like it causes like narcolepsy, and then there's another one that causes people to be paralyzed. You know, vaccinations are out or whatever. I want her to start dabbling in the mist realm. Well, you know, WWE did use the mist during the pandemic with Oscar, so that know, is true. You know, it was a bold move by them in the middle of a of a pandemic, but uh, I would I wouldn't rule it out. I'm I am really just digging the Alexa Bliss character, though. I wish we'd gotten a more sort of um, definitive 
reasoning on what was going on with the fiend and everything like that. That's really the only drawback I see to the character right now. But yeah, I mean, he's supposed he's advertised to come back for a raw in August at some whatever, whatever town they're going to be in that day. But um, we, we shall we shall wait and see on uh, on the fiend. All right, next up we have Sami Zayn defeating Kevin Owens. Uh, it's tw- uh, twelve minutes and forty seconds. Sammy beating him clean. Yeah, I, I'm all for it. And this is, again, another WrestleMania rematch kind of deal. But uh, I'm all for it. Sami Zayn is one of my favorite things in pro wrestling right now, I think. And it's something that I didn't see coming. I, I, if you told me a couple of years ago that a heel Sami Zayn would be the sort of best Sami Zayn that we would be getting, I, I would have thought you were crazy because he just seemed like such a natural, uh, rootable babyface, you know, underdog. And but this this Sami Zayn is so much fun. The conspiracy theory stuff, his sort of Che Guevara inspired esque outfit and all just the wild stuff that he does, the dancing. He's killing it right now. And I, I was I was happy to see him get get a win back here to sort of build some momentum for himself. I, I love this Sami Zayn character. Absolutely. You know, what's going to be the real the real test of true great character work. To see how to see how Sami Zayn and Bailey can get back to being those lovable monster baby faces. Sammy, I could see it happening much easier than Bailey. Absolutely. Ba- Bailey's it's a tougher, it's a tougher sell with how they turned her heel, you know, to, to and, and I don't see her being able to go back to being the same type of, of baby face that that uh, that she was before. I just I just don't see them swinging the pendulum that wildly. Sami Zayn, I think it's an easier, it's an easier ask, but uh, right now he's just he's just killing it with this whole conspiracy theory. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Why they why they stop the artist collective? I was digging that when he was doing. That. I liked it too, you know. But I think this might be even might be even better. Uh, but he because he's channeling aspects of the artist collective. He's still being that that hipster sort of guy that we'd see in Berkeley. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pretty much, I, yeah. Yeah, I just I'm really digging what Sammy's doing right now. At at a Ike's getting like a veggie sub, yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Gluten free bread. <laughs> oh, light mayo. Eat at oh, home, dude. Eat at oh, home. Love love Sammy Zayn, man. I need I need I need to chop it up with Sammy Zayn one day. One one time for the one time. <laughs> uh, next up, it is the Raw Women's Championship. Rhea Ripley uh, defends against Charlotte Flair. Uh, it goes fourteen ten. It's a pretty decent match until we get a a, a DQ finish, and I mean. Okay, you know, you, you want to protect Charlotte. I understand that. Well, how do you, how do you how do you feel about the way we got to this match? Because I mean, if you look at it, we're not really sure what Rhea is, and like the whole her whole character is she's she's young and she's the champion. That's that's basically her character now. And I mean, Charlotte, she's she's Charlotte Flair. We already know. But my, Brandon, he 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 made a point of this. All they had to do was be like, okay. Charlotte beat Rhea at WrestleMania. This is Rhea's redemption. That's all they really had to do. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, I, and I, I think that will become part of the storyline because now Charlotte has not one, but two matches to say, you can't beat me. And I think this, you know, this feud is far from over. I think it, we're going to see it go. I think they should take it through SummerSlam. I, I, th- I think, you know, whatever stipulation they want to cap it off with at SummerSlam, uh, I think would make t- total sense. So I think there's just a lot more mileage left here, which is why we did not get a, a real finish here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what uh, Charlotte has the rematch at money in the bank. 
Yes. People, people are upset, but I mean, she's Charlotte Flair. I don't see. Then that's just <laughs> that's just ridiculous. It's, it's Charlotte Flair. Man. Like, Charlotte <laughs> Flair is 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 so talented and is a legitimate draw. Uh, I don't understand the sort of the hate that Charlotte Flair gets. D- dude, did you see the um, the A&E treasure show, the Ric Flair? episode? Dude. And that that video package that they played for Charlotte, I'm like, yo, th- okay, that 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 reminded me how good she really is. Absolutely, she's, I'm glad you she, brought that she's up. She's genetically superior, it. bro. She she's <laughs> she's a top star, and I I was thinking about this. Actually, it's funny for after watching that is that, you know, people we want to create new legends and new you know all these new things. It's like I don't think that the Undertaker would have escaped this more highly critical era uh, given just the amount that he just won nonstop. I feel like the fans today would have just rebelled uh, against the undertaker and his booking. If we're judging it by how people rebel against Charlotte's booking uh, dude, there's no chance that some guys like, you know, triple H and the undertaker and, and stone cold. God, could you imagine fans today probably be complaining about, Oh, it's stone cold in the main event again. Are you kidding me, dude? So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think people need to pump the brakes a little bit. Stone Cold in his prime on Twitter would have been great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so like, but bro, like, you really think about it. She has 10, she has 10 world titles racked up. She could be on number 11. That's crazy. She could be. Yeah. That's crazy. No doubt about it. And, you know, I, I think, look, there is some validity to wanting to freshen up the main event scene. And I was as critical or, or at least somewhat critical about the fact that she ended up in that, uh, you know, tr- match with Ronda and Becky at WrestleMania. I don't think it necessarily needed to be a triple threat match, but it was phenomenal and the build was great and her and her presence in it didn't take away from it. So, and Becky got to beat them both. So, you know, is what yeah. it is. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. Hopefully they can, they can pick it up. Hopefully they can. Rhea, I, I just, She's young and she's the champion. Like that's really it. That that that's that's her character. Yeah, I just think she's kind. Of, I mean, she is the champion right now, but there definitely seems to be sort of they haven't really found their footing with how best to present her in the same sort of cool way that they did in NXT. I mean, that's the story of a lot of performers. That is true. That uh, Brandon and I, we still need to do that podcast. We're gonna have to have you back on for that. That that is that is going to be a very lengthy, detailed show. Now, which one is that? Uh, where we just go over every NXT call up. <laughs> yeah, that would. Yeah, that, I mean, look, I'm game. I'd yeah. love to talk about that. I have some thoughts about a lot of them. I mean, we'll, we'll see where Charlotte and Rhea will go. All right, next up, it is the main event uh, for the WWE Championship: the Almighty Bobby Lashley. Lo- loving Bobby as champion, by the way. I just got for sure out there. I-, I love it. I love it, man. Uh, he he goes up against Drew McIntyre. They go 25 minutes and 45 seconds. If Drew um, cannot beat Bobby Lashley, this is his last opportunity while Lashley is champion uh, for him to get an opportunity at the WWE title. And Bobby beats him with a he beats him with a schoolboy. Terrible. Hell, fire, and brimstone inside hell in the cell, and he lost. He lost to a wrestling move. It was terrible. <laughs> it just a terrible finish. It was a good main event. You know, people talk about the crash pad and stuff like that. I didn't care about that. I care. I care about the fact that, like, what a terrible finish inside the cell. It was, uh, yeah. When he, it, I forget at which point. I didn't even. I didn't even bother going back to rewatch because I like the illusion. But 
the roll-up finish off the distraction uh, was a Monday Night Raw finish. You know, that's that's like, and, and a lot of this, if you take the Hell in a Cell out of the equation, a lot of this show felt like a very good episode of Monday Night Raw as opposed to a pay-per-view. That's true. And, and yeah, I just, I hated the finish so much, especially with something that's so definitive to, as far as taking the bullets out of Drew's gun to be able to challenge for the WWE championship while Lashley's champion to end it that way to me was bad. Look, I get that they don't want Lash or Drew to look weak. Well, well, give Lashley a finish, another finisher that he can hit on guys where he doesn't have to use the hurt lock. He was using the spear. Why can't he just do that again? Yeah, he could do the spear. He used to do the dominator. There's a lot of different things he could do. Also, I was hoping, I was hoping, I was hoping when they finally uh, opened the cage door that the Hurt Business was going to come in there and that, and they were going to reunite. And that's how you end sort of Drew's attempts at uh, at being champion again, is if, if you if you bring them out there and it's it's all cool in the gang again, but didn't get my wish. If that had happened, I wouldn't have even talked about the rest of the card. We'd just be talking about that for like 35 minutes. Dude, bre- breaking, <laughs> up the, breaking up the Hurt Business is, was such well, a stupid move. To, M- to MVP said they didn't break up. They just downsized. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we all know. I mean, it was bad. The, the girls are in the Hurt Business now. I, I just, what, are you, what are your thoughts on the girls? I love the girls. Oh, they're great. They're great. Absolutely. But I like, I like Shelton in a suit, man. Like, Give me, give me my Sheltie B. I don't know, man. Maybe, 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 maybe Hit Row can pop up and go join Bobby Lashley. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I like what Hit Row's got going on in NXT, but I just got a Hit Row. Yeah, I just. Love uh, it was it was it was a bad way to end the show. A, a roll up finish inside Hell in a Cell off a very Monday Night Raw esque distraction. It was just uh, I don't know. That was um, not great. Yeah, well, uh, looks like looks like Brock's coming for Lashley. Which I, you know, it's surprising too because you would think that Fox would really want Brock on uh, on SmackDown. Well, they can and get they can, they can get Big Match John. They can, but you know, given the sort of combat sports background of Fox Sports and everything like that, I, I was hoping for like a pa- custody of Paul Heyman on a, in a ladder match with he and Roman Reigns and stuff like that. But yeah, br- br- uh, Brock and Bobby should be great. I hope uh, Brock wins and becomes champion again. I love Brock Lesnar. He is box office. He is a draw. Uh, I like Bobby Lashley too. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm the one clamoring for the hurt business and I, and I think uh, he's doing a phenomenal job with MVP, but I miss Brock. And I love. Brock. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said this a couple weeks ago, like WWE, they desperately need the part timers at this point in time. Yeah. Look, I think they, wrestling as a whole, they need star power and, and Brock is star power. He's legitimacy. Uh, he's a household name and he jumps off the screen, you know, so I, I, I'm, I'm all for him coming back and being a big part of their plans. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, Roman didn't main event a pay-per-view. I was like, huh? Yeah, that is the other thing, too is moving the match with Rey Mysterio uh, off of the show and onto SmackDown to me, that's a disappointment because that to me was my real main event. Like that's a good story they were telling. And, you know, it's Roman Reigns who is on this insane run right now. I mean, he's the, he's doing such great things with this new character. And have, to take him off this show was, ugh. Have you, have you acknowledged Roman Reigns as your tribal chief? Oh, I definitely okay. acknowledge Roman Reigns. He's the head of the table. Thank, thank you, man. Because you know Brandon, he's still, he's still, he's still a little iffy about it. I'm like, yo, bro, like I don't, I don't think you understand. You're not gonna be able to eat 
if you don't accept Roman Reigns. <laughs> no, I, I definitely uh, acknowledge him. I'm, I'm like cowering in the corner like Paul Heyman. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> now, you know, I, have, I haven't had a chance to really talk to you about this. We're going to get into some Roman talk right now. So when do you think he should lose this championship? Because I've, I've said he loses it after he beats Rock. Yeah, and that, I think so. I think I think that's absolutely right. Like that could that could be at what WrestleMania Hollywood in what twenty twenty three? No, well, I don't think I think that they. No, I, I think I, that WrestleMania this year is when Rock should do it. it. There's, you know, I I get the Hollywood appeal. They could have the rematch in Hollywood if they want it, uh, but I, I think that look, Dallas is a bigger venue uh, or as big a venue. Uh, and I just I don't know if they could stretch it out that long. Hell. If they, I know the rumor right now is Roman Cena at SummerSlam. If they wanted to do Roman Rock at SummerSlam, I'm all for that too. Uh, but I think they want a bigger build. But I agree with you. I don't think he should lose the championship until after he faces Rock. Yeah, man, because I laid this out on – and I mean, like, look, it's the universal title. I mean, people are just now starting to care about the championship now, yeah. now that it's in Roman's possession in this current capacity. Like, man, you you just line him up, bro. Like, he beats Cena. I'm sure he's going to have a match with Jimmy eventually. He beats him. You know, you can you have you have your little draft. Let's say Riddle goes over to SmackDown or uh, and uh, Roman lays him out, lays out some other guys, finally beats Rock. Look, the person that beats Roman for that championship is going to be made. They're going to be made because, look, you go back to it. Roman's the guy that beat the guy that ended the streak. Yeah. Roman was, he got the definitive rub of beating Brock when he won the universal title in 2018 at SummerSlam. Yeah. I would like, I, I don't know. I, I, it's interesting. I don't even know if we've seen the guy that's going to, that's going to beat Roman yet, which is an interesting sort of thing. Big E is a name uh, that, that I would like to see in, in that mix. He was thrown around. People have been toying with Adam Cole as of late. And I'm like, Hmm. That, that'd be something that that'd be something. Yeah. I don't know if Adam Cole's the guy to, to do that, but I mean, well, given he's still in NXT, I mean, we're, we're talking like, we're, we're talking like, like I said, between like mid to late 2022 to 2023. Yeah. I think that, I, I mean, there's a number of different ways you can go with it. I just think they still have to, to ride the hot hand with Roman for right now, which is why I'm glad they made the move that they did at WrestleMania. I, I think that there's still uh, more meat on the bone if, uh, you know, if they want to do Edge and Roman in singles, uh, Roman and Goldberg, if they want to do, you know, honestly, I would love for them to get Daniel Bryan back. And, and if he, he is a guy that, if he can continue on his career should still be a tippy top guy. And he, and he's somebody that uh, I would, I would love seeing get that moment. Um, I don't, I don't know, but I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying what we've got with Roman Reigns. And I think those two matches with Jay Uso, I want to see them capitalize on that because Jay to me, uh, that's a single superstar right there. That's main event Jay Uso. That, that guy, like the way he used his voice and everything is a study on, on how to, to get over and how to use, you know, your, your surroundings uh, to your benefit. And the fact that there wasn't, you know, the, the super full throated live crowd and stuff like that. I, I thought, I thought Jay Uso really stepped up and hit a couple of home runs. 
Yeah, man. Because I mean, like as we move forward, like we we know we know Jimmy's gonna wrestle Roman. We know that's coming eventually. And what 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 I what I laid out, man. You, you, you I mean, you you remember this end of an era, Hunter and Taker inside the cell with Sean as a special guest referee. The emotion that Sean displayed in that match, but because he's he's caught in the middle, you know, yep. with his best friend and then his greatest rival that became one of his good friends. I could see Jay Uso caught in between his brother and caught in between his cousin. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. I, I and I think that the logical decision there is that Jay has been so beaten down and so under his thumb. Depending on when you do it, is that he sticks with Roman. Uh, and the whole I've always, I've looked at Roman since this thing started with he and the Usos is like uh, sort of training day esque you know, in the gang warfare aspect of it, you know, and just that, you know, Ray, R- Roman's the guy that would have you in his bathtub with a shotgun in your mouth, like trying to get answers out of you. And then the next day I'd see you at the barbecue and be like, let me get you a plate boss. You know, and it's just like, and just like nothing happened. Uh, that's the level of sort of like just insanity that we're, we're at here with, with Roman, the level of delusion. Yeah, man. Cause I can really, Cause I can really see like Jay being the special guest referee and he's just so fed up. He throws a super kick accidentally hits Roman. And yeah. then there, there's that. And then there's like, Oh, wait, wait, is, is he going to do it? Or, or, you know, like is, is Jimmy about to walk out of here champion? You know, so, something, something like that, you know? And, and I can see, I can also see Roman like just beat down Jimmy so much to where he taps into that Sean, I'm sorry. I love you. And then, cause he, he debuted a, a, another variation of a choke. On yep. uh, on Ray, he 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 got the cravat going now instead of the guillotine. Yeah, and no, it, I, I mean it's Roman's so, just on another level right now. So whatever direction they want to take him, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, I could see him being like, "I'm sorry, I love you," and just choking, just choking Jimmy out, putting him to sleep, going night. I mean, he's kind of done that like with Jay. You know, it's just like he didn't want. He's like, "I'm trying to put food on your table." You hey, know, man, just, that just wanted you to acknowledge me. That held the cell <laughs> performance last year, man. Give give Roman Reigns an Academy Award. Dude and Jay, they both were phenomenal. They, they, that 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 whole thing and, and Jimmy's interference too. It was both those matches on pay per view were some of my favorite stuff that I've seen in wrestling in a long time. Absolutely, so. but if, if if Cena is the guy to come and challenge Roman at SummerSlam, I need I need I need John Cena to tap into the John Cena that 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 I know. You know, the guy that didn't take that didn't take no ish from anybody. The guy that once told Roman Reigns, I do this better part time than you ever could full time. I need that John Cena for SummerSlam. Well, going I think a, going up against think, this Roman. I think the reprise of that feud will tap directly back into that uh, and sort of. Yeah, I, I just think that there is that more miles to go uh, with with that feud. And I think, you know. Uh, John, I hope, does tap back into that sort of more edgy uh, side of himself, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. that's that's huge. Roman and Cena at SummerSlam is is big, big time stuff. And it, it's got cool layering to it, too, because if John wins, that's his 17th world championship could pass Ric Flair and stuff like that. Like that's a moment in and of itself. Oh, do, we, uh, do we count the Universal as a world title? Do, do we oh, do absolutely. You have to. Do we? Yeah, absolutely. Listen, if you count the World Heavyweight Championship, I mean, that, that, I mean, that, that, that was like that was the NWA heritage and whatnot. That was the WCW heritage. Yeah, but it's sure. WWE. I mean, they got who's got more heritage than them? So nobody. I, 
I mean, technically the NWA is still a thing and that they've been around since the 40s, but they, <laughs> I mean, they, they have taken some hiatuses. Time. They, they have taken some hiatuses. But, uh, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. We'll, we, we shall see. We shall see. But, I mean, Roman, it's 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 something great. I love it. I love what Roman is doing. And I'm like, after you need what- to acknowledge your champion's title. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I, I, think, Roman, I don't think the he- I don't think Roman, the head of the table would have been happy to hear you say that. They all Roman, of a sudden, you look, think he's you just can, carrying around you, something that doesn't Roman, mean anything. Roman, you got two options, brother. You can go to the warehouse. You can you can get the big gold out the crate, or I got a beautiful bullet cast title sitting right here. I, okay. I think that I think that you need to acknowledge him. Still, hey, look, I love Roman. And like, <laughs> w- look, watching that Yoko uh, icons doc where Yoko was providing for the family, it it makes Roman even more relatable. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm just very excited for the hopeful inevitability of him and Rock. Because, because and I've said this a bunch of places, and to me, the, the promo writes itself is, yeah, Roman, you're the head of the table in a mansion that The Rock built. And that, to me, just that sets up the match, sets up everything. It doesn't even have to be for the championship either. You know, I, I, think, I think odds are it will be, but it doesn't have to be. And I think you absolutely have to have Roman go over. No matter oh yeah, what, abs- what's on the line. And that's Rock's final match. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure they'll, they'll they'll do good business. Let Rock train really train for it. Give him give him 25 minutes. Let him let, yeah, let him let, let him tear him the house down. For absolutely. Sure. Well, that's gonna do it. I know we went off onto some tangents here, but hey, that's that, that's what great conversations are made of. Uh, Jimbo, let let people know where they can find you, man. Uh, check me out in championship wrestling from Hollywood. Uh, check your local listings across the United wrestling network. If you're in the Bay area listening to this, you can catch us on uh cron for late Saturday night. So set your DVRs or you can catch us on YouTube. It is championship wrestling presented by West coast pro wrestling uh, social media at James Kincaid on Twitter at the James Kincaid on Instagram. All right. Uh, you guys know where to find me at heel Antwine on Twitter and Instagram, the Bulletcast on Instagram and YouTube at Bulletcast on Twitter. Um, Load Icon, our, our good buddy Mike Miller's running that uh, this weekend. Go, go, uh, go meet the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase, and some other, some other great talents. Uh, stay clean, stay strong, stay safe, get vaxxed and waxed. Um, the Microphone Alchemist, the Microphone Messiah, one, one, one of the best tag teams in wrestling. That's a dynamic duo, my friend. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. No problem, bud. Thank you. This has been the Bullet Cast. Thank you for listening.